Now do it. Welcome to the Kingsmith Podcast with your hosts, Zach King and Dallas. Nathan Smith. Anyway. Yeah, this is the second time that we uh, did that because the... Um, yeah, the first one was, was not fantastic. No, it wasn't. Zach, what did we do today? Uh, a whole bunch of nothing and a little bit of something. Yeah, so welcome to the entirety of the United States got pancaked with snow. And by the entirety of the United States, he means our local area. No, the entirety of the United States got pancaked, bro. Did, did, yes. did, did you watch the news? No. Yeah, you should watch the news. It's bad. It's everywhere. But what okay. else did we do today? We got outside in the snow and did things. things okay, we shoveled. We shoveled. And we assaulted the driveway. We assaulted the driveway. We uh, cooked some ham. That was good. <laughs> Just pick up on it. We salted the driveway. We made some food. Too bad the, the, the driver didn't have pepper spray. Wow. Then it would be assaulted and peppered. With it like saber red or. I don't know. Oh. We're, we're off this track, so dang bad, dude. Come on, Brody. Anyway. But, yeah, so we also did something else. We bought on compulsory impulses a 55 inch TV. And we mounted and it. We mounted it to the wall. On a wall. And we're going to see if it makes it. It, it was, probably will. It was mounted. Um, it was mounted. It was mounted. It was, it, it was mounted. It was mounted. That, that's about it. It made it on the wall. It is on, currently on the wall. <laughs> currently. How long it'll Keyword. stay there? The Lord only knows. Anyway. It, you know what? The Lord is in charge of all things. Hopefully, he says, yes, it can stay on the wall. Hopefully, the wall doesn't fall off of the studs either. It, it's kind of a big... It's not really that heavy of a TV, It's honestly. not that heavy of a TV, honestly. Yeah. I could carry it with one hand. If it wasn't 55 inches. This is true. Yeah, it is kind of... I mean... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's I was, move on I, from I the was TV. trying to think of something, but... Yeah, yeah well, let's no. move on from the TV. Uh, that's, uh, this is true. We anyway. should move on from that. Yeah. We also slow cooked a ham. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was actually really good. Oh, we need to put that in the fridge. Yeah. Because it's probably cooled down now, so... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> And our snow days, and our snow day, Nathan. What did we think of the talk about today? Today we said we's going to talk about spiritual gifts. Yeah, I've got a spicy hot take that not many other people have. I've got uh, a take that I I don't think many other people have actually. So we'll see. Mm. So. If you had to describe your viewpoint in one sentence, how would you describe it, Zach? One sentence. Hmm. The spiritual gifts aren't stopped or paused, but they may look different than we think they do. Okay. I think we might have similar views. I don't think we have the same view. I think we've talked about this we've, we've ta- personally. I think, we've, I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. Where we're, we might be like, if if the two major views of of the gifts mm-hmm. were divided by a fence, I think we are, both of us are pretty much in the middle and like we're just on... We're fringe in the middle line. We're fringe in the yeah. middle. We're fringe in the middle line. We might be just like on the other side of the line from each other. Like, Right. Yeah. So... If we had to compare it to another debate in Christianity, you would be the free grace side, and I would be the Lord. No, it would be the other way around. You would be the lordship side. I'd be the free grace side. Yeah. Even though I actually lean more lordship, but in this situation, it's you know, yeah. liberal versus conservative. Essentially, is right. <laughs> I'm um, not liberal, by the way. I am not liberal in um, my theology. But. I guess we can call this sort of. It's not really a part two, because no, it's, it's not. not really it's a, a part different. Two. Uh, but uh, let's just make one thing clear: prophecy is a spiritual gift. 
but yeah. we, but we talked about it in our last episode. They're two. Right. They're kind of two separate things. Like there's but, two types of prophecy. Right. It's weird. But prophecy is considered a spiritual gift. Uh, but if you want to learn more about prophecy, go watch the last episode. Go watch last yeah. episode. Um, but we're talking about the spiritual gifts. I think specifically we see in the New Testament. Yes. So. I'm pulling up my Bible program here. Yeah. Besides prophecy, what are the what are some other spiritual gifts? Oh, let's see. Um, there's a couple lists. There's at least two lists that Paul gives in Romans. I think Romans 12. I think. Right. And um, uh, First, First Corinthians. Corinthians. Um, but actually, you know, what? speaking of. Let's just do it. Let's go there. Uh, First Corinthians. Is it 13? Or is it 12? It might be 12. Yeah, it's 12. Uh, yeah, 12.8. Uh, uh, so for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit, and to another faith by the same spirit, and to another the gifts of healing by the one spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Um, and then we go to the body and all of that. Um, and then I want to say it's Romans 12. Uh... Is it not Romans 12? Maybe it's before that. Uh, it's where the Gentiles are grafted in. Israel's salvation. Anyway. Maybe it's after that. I'm going to so, keep looking for it. Th- yeah, I'll, you keep looking for that, and I'll keep talking here while he's looking. So, um, obviously, that's one list of spiritual gifts, and I... Uh, I think one thing we have to make thing uh, we have to make really clear, Nathan. Yes. Is that? Oh, w- yeah. It was Roman. It was chapter twelve. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, one. Thing, I look past like, it. Like before you continue, one thing that I think First Corinthians twelve makes clear is not every believer is going to have the same spiritual gift. No, not every every believer will. But some might have more. Some might have less. Even. But the all the gifts every believer receives is from the same spirit. Yeah. So in a way, the Holy Spirit. we are one, but diverse. We're diversely one. Yeah. Uh, I like the... Oh, that's why I like the body analogy. Actually. Right. Yeah, I like the body analogy too. That, yeah. I think that's why Paul uses it. <laughs> oh, get, oh, oh, It was almost like it was a good analogy. <laughs> huh. But um, anyway, to, to sum up the body analogy, it, it, it feels weird to me. But anyway, to sum up that analogy... What Paul is doing is he is comparing the believers in Christ to a body. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, we we just talked about this with our teens actually. <laughs> a yeah. Little bit. Yeah, we actually did. And yeah. One of the teens was like, "Oh, like organs." I'm like, "Exactly." Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Like one of them was trying to make a joke, but we were one like, "No, that was actually." And right. I was just like, "You might you were trying to make a joke, and that was actually a good point, though." Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, organs," and I was just like. Well, hold on. Kind of, actually, kinda, yes. Actually, yeah. So, not every believer is going to be the the lungs. Not every believer is going to be the heart. Not every believer is going to be the right. eyes. Right. Pick a body part. Not every. You might be the pinky toe. I don't. I don't know. But <laughs> every believer. I'm the is, nose. I don't know. I, I'm a hair somewhere. I'm. Not, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Zach's like I am like. Your wax or like nose hair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I am, but anyway. So just like the parts of your body, just like you have mm-hmm. eyes, ears, a nose, a mouth. Right. And they'll, they'll, all those have different functions. Right. The believers in the body all have different functions, but they are all part of the same body. Right. Yep. So getting into the uh, the gifts... The gifts. Um, 
I, I asked the question earlier. Um, in one sentence, describe what you were. Um, if I had to describe what I was, I would be... Yeah, Nathan. Describe what you are in one sentence. I'd be cessationally continuous. Yeah. It's weird. I agree. It, it is weird. weird. It's I think weird. both of us will classify I think we would classify, yeah. Both of us will classify ourselves as Cessationally continuation. It, like, they're continuing, but they're not exactly the same as they were. Well, I don't know about that. I... Well, we need to dive into the scripture here. So they, I they, did. I did find that Romans twelve passage I was talking about earlier. Uh, twelve six says, uh, "Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace according to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality." He who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Um, and then it talks about love. Let love be without hypocrisy. A poor what is evil, cling to what's good. Um, and this is actually the exact pattern he follows in First uh, Corinthians as well. Right. You know, he talks about love right, right after talking about the gifts. Uh-huh. So um, why do you think that might be, Zach? Oh, Okay. What was the driving motivation for Christ? He's dying on the cross and his resurrection. So we'd be saved. So we'd be saved. Why would he be concerned with saving us, though? Because he loved us? Yeah. Exactly. That's what you're, I see. Exactly. Yeah, I so, see. Okay, I, I see where the argument's coming from. Doing these things... Well, yes, they can be good. Doing, right? You know, oh, okay. acts yeah. of service. Just giving, because they're good. Just because they're yeah. good. Without love, yeah, there, there's nothing really behind them. I'm not right. going to say they are meaningless, but there's, mm, there's a sort of em- meaningless. <laughs> there, there's a sort of emptiness to them. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it that yeah. way. I agree with that. So do all and love. Because Christ loved us enough mm-hmm. to be like, yep. hey, you messed up, but I'm going to fix it for you. Right. Well, and, you know, we're, we're commanded to do it out of love because right. not only because of what Christ did for us, but also to keep us from being selfish about it. Or, hey, look at look how good I am. Look at I can do this thing and you can't. Or like, hey, I healed this person and you didn't. Or, um, you know. Like, hey, I can lead in this one area. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can't. Or Bless you. I always sneeze in pairs. Every time I sneeze in pairs. I sneeze in trees. Or like, hey, yeah. I uh, I did this one thing and you didn't. Or, hey, if you give me money, then you'll be. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was the direction I was trying to go with it yeah. originally. But then the yeah. sneezes interrupted me. Anyway. Um. But it, if we look back at First Corinthians twelve twenty eight, uh, it says God appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, the miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administrations, various types of tongues, and but then he goes into Paul goes into a um, uh, uh, how would you say a uh, rhetorical argument, and he says all are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? Uh, all do not have gifts of healings, all do not speak with tongues, all do not interpret, but we earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. So um, right. he's saying not everybody's going to have the same gift, which is to your, to your point earlier. Right. Not everybody's going to have the same gift. Mm-hmm. And then he talks which, about love right after that. Which is why I say the gifts might not look like they did in the first century, in, in like the first generation of the right. church. Right, you know? it can change. It can change how it looks, you know. Right. Uh, I, I think we should, as much as the scriptures are important, and yes, they are the foundation, I think we should also talk about why we are the, why we, cho- we, are, why we have chosen this path. So Nathan, why are you 
continually cessationist or however you want to say it. <laughs> Why? Cessationally continuationist. Can, uh, how did you come to that conclusion of being sort of in the middle of both the continuation? Sure. Oh. Uh, I had to... <laughs> readjust. We have yeah. to adjust because this uh, is where uh, the word gets the get the word gets worthy. Be, before word gets wordy. Before you go into that, um, so the two big to- uh, just to just to make it clear for everyone, the two big sides of this argument are cessationist and continuous. Yes. Which means, uh, which means if you're a cessationist, you're like, oh, the sign gifts have have ceased. Right. The, you know the gifts of the other church have ceased. I hate the declinations of. Them. We I'm we do saying. we do not. I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah yeah yeah. The, we we no, do not right, we right. do not believe these gifts we see in the Bible have continued. If you're continuist, you say, oh, the gifts in the Bible we still see them today. They're still being used mm-hmm. by God. So right with that. Uh, so okay. Go ahead. So here's where I'm at. Um, so chapter 14 of First Corinthians is. Key, very key to the argument that I'm about to make, and right. so is Revelation chapter 11, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. In fact, I think some of y'all, if you guys know me personally, I think you already know where I'm going to go with this. Um, where you going to go with this? Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> We've talked about it at length. But if we look at um, 1 Corinthians 14, um, I'm going to start in chapter 2, but I'm going to do the thing where we read everything in context. Um, so it says, for what is... Who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Okay. What does that verse mean? Does that mean you get to say a bunch of garble gibberish, and somehow that's something that God understands, or that anybody else understands? Well, if you look at that verse out of context itself, it would more identify towards... It's gibberish to us, but to God, it's a language. Well, yes, but with an asterisk. Because Paul actually continues to explain himself in verse 3. He says, but one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. That's a different gift. The one who speaks in a tongue, here we go. He's going back to the tongue in verse 2. One who speaks in the tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. And greater is the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, that the church may receive edifying. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit you unless I speak to you uh, either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophecy or of teaching? Yet even lifeless things like the flute or harp in producing sound, if they do not produce a distinction in the tones, how will it be known what is played on the flute or on the harp? For if the bugle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for paddle? So also you, unless you utter by the tongue speech that is clear, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air." There are perhaps a great many kinds of languages in the world, and no kind is without meaning. Key phrase. No kind of language is without meaning. Okay? Mm -hmm. If then I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be to the one who speaks a barbarian, and the one who speaks will be a barbarian to me. Which is why in the modern-day charismatic movement... There is such vitriol between, I'm going to call it the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation. That's the big overarching thing. Um, That's why in the NAR, Pentecostalism, and the charismatic movement, there is such a vitriol and a vicious reaction from a lot of other Christian groups. Because what Paul said with the barbarian stuff applies. I'm sorry, but it applies. Right. The gift is being abused. It has to be a language, and we've seen that. Um, verse 15. <clears throat> Actually, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the mind also. 
Otherwise, if you bless it in the spirit only, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at the giving of your thanks since he does not know what you're saying? How many times does that happen in movements where they think they're speaking in tongues, Zach? Way too much. It happens all the time. If I go and say a bunch of random gibberish and then somebody else says amen. um, What the heck? That's what Paul's asking. He's saying that you don't even know what you're saying amen to. It doesn't but, work. But however, Nathan. Yes, sir. You, you went to Brazil. You learned a yes. little. You learned some Portuguese, I'm assuming. Tudo bem? Point proven. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, point, the point is you learned at least a portion of the language. A little bit. To be able bit. to communicate while you were down yes. there in Brazil. I actually learned it. Yeah, because it's a language. It is a language. They learned it. However, <laughs> a part of it, part of it, very vague. <laughs> however, um, so what what Paul is saying here is, you if you come here, if you if we are in, we're in youth group, mm-hmm. and you're praying in Portuguese, right? We can say Amen because you're speaking in a language, but also, right. and we, we can interpret it. And that's another, that's the other part of this. Right. It must not. It must, okay. So in order to be a language, right. One it has to be interpretable. It's yes. It has to be. Yes, that's in verse twenty-seven. If you yeah. yeah. So that's like uh, the first rule of the language. It has to be a language. Yeah, it has to be a language. Now. Now, if you're just praying to God, if you just you yourself are praying to God and you're just like. God understands. God gets it. God understands. That's the only time that Paul permits it, though, by the way. Right. Verse 27 of uh, 1 Corinthians 14. If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at the most three, and each in turn, and one must interpret. But if there's no interpreter, he must keep silent in the church and let himself speak, or let him speak to himself and to God. So... It has to be a language. I'm sorry. It has right. to be a language. You have to interpret it. I'm sorry. You were going to say yeah, something, it, and then I got excited. Well, yeah. I, I don't I don't care that you got excited because you're proving my point. <laughs> you, he's proving my point, y'all. I, I can't all of a sudden come, come in and, and speak gibberish mm-hmm. and expect someone to understand it. Right, right. Now, I have had friends in the past both in high school and college, create their own language? Yes. There have been friends. Calvary Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing, Nathan. I'm listening. Even if you, you mentioned, you brought you brought up Klingon, Calvary Klingon. Uh-huh. But even if you learned a fictional language like Klingon from Star Trek, like uh, right. Tolkien's version yes. of the, like, the Elvish language, uh, yep. you know... Um, it's still translatable. It's still translatable. It's, a, it's still a language. It's still a language. You want to know why? Because the writers of Star Trek put out an alphabet for Klingon. This is true. They actually did put out an alphabet. And, okay. I'm, I'm, I mentioned Tolkien. Yeah. But there's yeah. another writer, um, Christopher Paolini. He wrote, yes. the, he wrote the Aragon series. In the back of each of those books is a pronunciation guide for, for his freaking language. <laughs> And what the, all the There's words a, freaking mean. <laughs> There's a language. There's a language. Imagine that. A language has and, to be interpreted. And, and on top of that, the Tolkien estate has put out like several books right, of right. the languages. Yep. They so, did. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry man. to those in the NAR, in the New Apostolic Reformation. Yeah. The and, charismatic you know, movements. In the charismatic movements. Yeah. You can't expect uh, you to speak gibberish and call it a language. You know what some of these people do? They call it the uh-huh. an angelic language. I'm like, we can't. We don't have access to that. We, I'm sorry, we don't if, have access to it. If there even is one, I'm not gonna. I'm not even convinced there, I, there I'm is not, one. I'm not no. convinced there is. There could be one. Mm, no, okay. there's heavenly tongues. It, it, it's it is inferred. There, it's there, inferred. there is inferred that there are heavenly tongues. Yeah. But the way 
God communicates to man is always in a language he can understand. Mm-hmm. The way yeah. God communicated yeah. to Moses was in, it was in Hebrew. Hebrew. The way God, uh, the way Jesus communicated to the disciples and to the people. It was of one day. of the three of the time: Aramaic, Hebrew, Hebrew, or one of the different types of the Greeks. You're right. You had Koine, Classic Greek. You had right. You had well, there was actually other dialects of Greek too. Oh yeah, which you see makes Bible translation. You took an actual confusing. Greek class. I took one. I, <laughs> I wasn't good at it either. You, you took a Greek class. I studied Greek mythology, and I was like, oh, right, there are different languages to this. Yes. But still, those languages are translatable. It, yeah, you can still translate it. Like Right. Well, and you know, a big thing with translation, the Rosetta Stone. Right. Like, guys, the Rosetta Stone had what? Latin, Greek, and... It's been a There while. was another language in there. What was I the other language on there? Um, anyway, there was another ancient language, but because of it, literally is because of the Rosetta Stone that we have the Bible today. Right. Uh, otherwise, it would be the Old Testament, essentially. As far as I know, it would basically be gone. We right. wouldn't have it. But anyway, so so as you ca- as you guys can see, our our relationship with tongues, mm-hmm. at least here in America, is strained. Right, right. And that is completely the fault of certain sects within Christianity that yeah. have been, that have abused the, the, the gift. Right. And I think here in America, particularly, a lot of the gifts get abused more than... I'm going to look something up quick. Okay. A lot of the, uh, some of the other gifts get abused as well. So, one of, one of these gifts that might get abused is the gift of healing. Yeah, I agree. Now, are we saying God can't give someone a gift in tongues? No. Mm-hmm. Am I saying God can't miraculously heal, heal somebody? No. But if someone walks up to you on the street and says, hey, I can heal you if you give me Blah, 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 blah. Right. Press X to death. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if someone says, yeah, give me money or blah, 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 and you you can be healed. No. 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 Or say this prayer or do this thing. Now, I'm going to go into a uh, a couple verses here that, that benefit, uh, back up what you're saying here. So 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to start in verse 4. Uh, 13.4, love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love does not act becomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, and reason like a child. And when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully. Uh, now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. So there's been some debate as to what this passage means. I think there's right. a double meaning behind it. Right. I think we've talked about this, too. We have talked about Well, I don't know if I've talked about this in depth, though. Right. So I know you've brought it up, at least. Anyway, um, you can see some, some of the subjects we talk about we don't really prepare for. This is where we start to diverge, by the way, in our belief is, this, is on this passage. Bit. A little bit, but not too bad. Not too bad. This is the splitting of the line. It's a, it's like a hair's breadth that we're like, yeah. Yeah. All right, you go first, actually, because I've been talking a lot. Okay, so um, the the way I see the gifts now, can't uh, like I was just saying, can God give people tongues? Can God heal? Can God? The, the continuation is part of me, he says. All right, okay, you Ruben. go. The continuation, 
this is where I'm continuationist and we'll get into where I'm more cessationist. The continuationist mm-hmm. says, yes, God can do anything he wants to. Mm-hmm. The I think that's part of the reason we have a Bible. Right. Is God is ex- God re- part of God's revealing himself in the Bible is him saying, I can break any of the natural order, any of the natural laws that I have set up at any point in time in the mm-hmm. way in the way I see fit. Right. Also, another part of, that God reveals about himself is he is wiser than us. Right. Uh, Isaiah 53, I think it is. He mm-hmm. says, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Right. That means we, despite all our learning and studying of, of God himself, we can't fully understand him. Why? Because, you know, God is a higher being. Right, right. Uh, the cessationist part of me is like, yes, God can do use the the gifts in any way he sees mm-hmm. fit. Does he use them in the same way we see in the acts and the epistles? I don't think so. I think that's where I think that's the line that you and I just We 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 just split. Just split. We just split. Not by much. Not by much. Again, we yeah. we majorly agree that God can use yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He, he can do whatever yep. he wants. Yep. This is his world, which makes the the one. Of it the makes things, our opinions not matter. <laughs> makes our opinions not matter. And number two, I think we've mentioned this before, but the temptation that's where Satan says, "Hey, I'll give you all these kingdoms." Right, right, right. <laughs> if you bow down to me, kind of meaningless. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll give you all the kingdoms that you already made. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, you think as the ultimate tempter, he'd be better at his job. Yeah. <laughs> Just like weak, bro. Come on. Like, come on, bro. Anyway, but <laughs> I, uh, at least in, a, in my view is at least here in America, these sign gifts like, okay, the ones we think about is, you know, healings, mm-hmm. speaking in tongues. Right. And I think those are like the two big ones. Right. They look different than they do maybe in the rest of the world and maybe in the pa- they have in the past. How do they look different? Well, maybe instead of you learning a language right away, just knowing the language mm-hmm. off the top of your head, maybe it's easier for you to, you, and I'm using Nathan as a proxy. Like mm-hmm. that, right, right. It, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, maybe instead of, you know, you instantly knowing the language, Hey, maybe you can pick up a language easier than other people can. Right. Instead of healing, instead of like miraculously healing somebody, like someone's sick with cancer, someone comes in, lays their hands on them, you're healed with cancer. Maybe mm-hmm. instead of, you know, the cancer all of a sudden being gone, the treatments that the doctors and the specialists use mm-hmm. for whatever disease this person has. Mm-hmm. Maybe those treatments are more effective. Maybe those treatments work as intended. Right. So I'll go ahead and say, yeah, I can, I can see, and I could even back that. But I think where I'm a little bit more on the other edge of the line here is that um, looking at scripture again. So. Um, this is where my definition of the perfect and the partial really come into play is right. with this argument. So first Corinthians 13, eight, um, you know, it says love will never go away. Love is always going to be around no matter what, because no matter what. God is love. So love can't pass away, <laughs> Right. which by the way, God is love. That should tell you what the perfect and the partial are. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But if there is a prophecy, they'll be done away. Tongues, they'll cease. Knowledge will be done away. For we know in part, prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. So uh, part of the double meaning behind um, this passage and going back, going to the end where, you know, Paul says, now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. And now I know in part, but then I I will know fully. The double meaning here is that, you know, once you get to heaven... You don't need the spiritual gifts because what's the right. point of the spiritual gifts? So the point of the spiritual gifts is for the edification of the body and the right. edification of the believer. Um, 
But if you're in heaven, you're already maximum edified. <laughs> right. So and, there you go. And, um, and I think a part of like, you know, the spiritual gifts and a part of the edification is seeing God. So one, you're maximum edified. Yeah. Two, you're literally face to face with God. Right. What do you need? Right. You, you don't need the gifts anymore. You don't need like the gifts. What the heck? You are maxed. Like you, you cannot go above what you are above. You are a max level. Um, good job. You, you clear. Max HP. You're good. You, you're good. But now this is where the weird part gets in, where um, you got the partial and the whatever. So the partial and the perfect. The partial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. <laughs> right. So. Um, what is the perfect? Well, a lot of people say the perfect is the Bible. And when we had the completed Bible, um, everything, you know, the, the gifts, the specifically the sign gifts ceased. Well, first off, wrong. No, objectively wrong. Declining, declining in its actual phrase, um, like a declination. Right. Declining and grouping the spiritual gifts is actually a logical fallacy. You can't do it. The groupings actually exist because of a response to the uh, Kansas City Prophets movement right. and also a lot of charismatic stuff that happened um, before, just before that in the 70s and, and just a little bit earlier. Yeah. So that was actually an improper hermeneutic view built off of response and experience, uh-huh. not exposition of the Bible. And that is wrong and should be uh, corrected. Now, why do I say that it also can't be the Bible? Well, if we go to Revelation chapter 11... Um, I think this is... This is where we get back more. This is where we get back. So this is where, I, I, um, where we disagree, guys, is it's like, where we're. It's we're, very minute. It's a very very minute difference. So, oh, quickly, I I believe that the Lord can, and in some areas of the world, does use some of the gifts, um, like tongues and healing, as do I, and dreams, the same. Do I necessarily think that he does in America and a lot of westernized culture? No. But not because he can't. So that is a whole other argument. I'm going to get into that after I get finished with this argument. So Revelation 11, you've got the two witnesses, okay? Um, let's see. Uh, let's start in verse uh, 3. Ah, we'll start in first one. Uh, 11 one. I might get through. Yeah, I'll go Let's through. Ver- I'll, I'll go, go through verse 14. Um, so it says, Then there was given me a measuring rod like a staff, John, and someone said, Get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Leave out the, uh, the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the nations, and they will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1260 days clothed in sackcloth. Okay, so that's the first sign gift, right. prophecy. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire flows out of their mouth and devours their enemies. So if anyone wants to harm them, they must, he must be killed in this way, which is mir- a miracle right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire flowing out of their mouth. They have the power to shut up the sky, miracle, so that rain will not fall during the days of their prophesying, miracle and prophecy. And they will have power over the waters to turn them into blood, again, miracle, and strike the earth with every plague, miracle, as often as they desire, miraculous. Once they have finished their testimony, the beast comes out of, up out of the abyss and will make war with them and overcome them and kill them. Well, that sucks. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which is mystically, uh, which mystically is called Sodom in Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. 
from them, uh, those from the peoples and tribes and tongues and nations will look at their dead bodies for three and a half days. Mm, that sounds familiar. And will not oh. permit their dead bodies to be laid in the tomb. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and celebrate, and they will send gifts to one another because the two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Eh, I guess they did kind of roast a few of them, probably yeah. so, yeah. But after three and a half days, the breath of life from God came upon them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell upon those who were watching them. So they were raised back to life, guys. Right. Which is like healing to the max. Uh-huh. And they they heard with a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven in the cloud, and their enemies watched them. And in that hour, there was a great earthquake, miracle, and a tenth of the city fell, miracle. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake, miracle, and the rest of the, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven, miracle. So, gave glory to the God of heaven. Sorry, I didn't finish that sentence. Right. Um, so, you see a good chunk of the sign gifts, or some of them at the very least being used, um, in this passage. Now, let me ask you this, Zach. Yeah. If Jesus, well, let me put it this way. If the Bible is the perfect, uh-huh. that's being referred to in First Corinthians 13, and in Revelation, by the time this happens, the Bible is, com- is completed. We sure. have the complete Bible now. The Bible is completed definitely for sure at this point. Okay, We, we can't that, add any more jots and tittles. Yeah, we see the, that, that at the end of the Revelation itself. Where right. John is like, if anybody adds to this book, let him be punished. If anybody subtracts from this book, let him be punished. Exactly. So how is it then... If the Bible is what the perfect is, then how are these guys doing it? Maybe. Who's lying? If it's the Bible that's the perfect, is Paul wrong? Is God wrong? Was John wrong in his prophecy? Who lied? Oh, wait. No, if you read it, it's not that. Right. It's not the Bible. It can't be the Bible. It's impossible. So that's where I say, based on experience that I have heard from missionaries in the field, especially in the Middle East, uh, but also in um, um, South America, Brazil, um, I have seen... I have not seen personally, but I have heard of gifts needing to be used that we normally don't see used. Right. And I believe them. I think I I would say there's spiritual basis for it. Right. And yeah, it's the point we disagree on is so minute. Right. That we we really we agree. It's just it's that just the dicing of the hair it's yeah it's just uh yeah it's not really a big deal y'all and i believe gifts can change and morph and be used right. and unused as time goes i right i totally and am with that yeah i believe the gifts as we see them in the bible can still be used today as god sees fit yes so we're just wait so we agree we agree <laughs> <laughs> so we're not even splitting the hair we're not even we're not really even splitting the we're hair. like on the hair we're on the hair we're ready to split it but but we're not we're not Anyway, um, like well, like you said, there are stories from other countries mm-hmm. in the world of people getting prophetical dreams. Well, not prophetical dreams, but people getting dreams. Right. Receiving right. dreams from, from God. Right. And then recognizing this is from God. I need to listen mm-hmm. to this. Right. There are stories from outside of here, uh, other countries, mm-hmm. where people who are just riddled with disease and every right. kind of malady that you can imagine yep. are miraculously healed right. of every single disease they had. Yep. There it, are, it happens. There are stories it of happens. people who do not speak the same language somehow understanding each other. Yeah. Yep. However, can they be used 
in different areas of the world in different ways. Yes. Sure. Because think about it. The medical technology we have in the Western world is not available everywhere. No, it's not. So, but with the medical technology we have in the Western world, particularly here in America, someone with a terminal disease can be healed with the right right combination of medication and Mm -hmm. treatment and all this other stuff. Right. They can just as easily die because, eh, you know, we we might not have gotten the the dosage right, right on this particular the dosage, right. We might not have gotten or uh, something. this this treatment something might not have been the treatment they needed. Right. 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 And also, like I'm going through the 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 sign the sign gifts here, mm-hmm. which we're we are not differentiating these gifts from any of the others. I don't think you can. You, I don't think I you don't can. Think you can. But people have, so we're. We'll follow the definition, but we'll I don't the think definition. you should. I I, I wish yeah. it would change. <laughs> he also here in America, we have access to technology that makes it easy for you to learn any language you want. Yeah. And, and part of it too is okay, you know. You got to think about, you know, God created us and there's a logical side to us that he built. And part of that is, do you have to work harder than you need to? No, you work smarter, not harder. Right. Um, And so if God enabled us to get all these tools like Google Translate and the medical stuff and all that, why would he waste his time? Like it, why would he? Yeah, it sounds right. like a brash question, but it's it's practical. He, why he, would he waste his time? He, he gave it, it's a logical question. Why would he give us why Why would he give us the same gifts everywhere that everywhere right. else in the world has? He, 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 he can't. Even Paul said, Not everyone's supposed to be this or that yeah, or the yeah. other, right? Like, it's the need, the gift is given. For the need of the edification, right, or in that edif- the area of edification that is needed, and so in America we don't necessarily have all the stuff that other countries need, so the Holy Spirit doesn't have to work in a lot of those ways. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, can he? Can he? Absolutely. Yeah. Do oh. people try to abuse it? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. You, your televangelists are notorious for it. Benny Hinn. Um, I'm not afraid to name drop Joel Osteen too. Too, he's better yeah. about it, but I still don't like him. Um, <laughs> um yeah. you got Copeland. Um, the I will say the old leadership of Hillsong. However, I've seen Hillsong start to come a little bit back to orthodox, and by orthodox, mm-hmm. I mean the biblical teaching so i will refrain from saying hillsong at this moment in time all right bethel though no dude i'm sorry and again to say i have casey yeah vineyard pancakes vineyard now again to say that god cannot use the gifts he has listed in his word in the way he has presented them in the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. to say that God cannot miraculously heal right. a woman. That would be putting a limit on God. Suffering from a blood disease. You, you can't Just put a limit t- on God. You, you can't put a limit on God. That won't go well. <laughs> it, it, he will prove you wrong. <laughs> it's the reason... It's the reason the question, can God make a rock too heavy for himself to lift, is stupid. You cannot put a limit on God. I like how you worded that. Can can God make a rock too heavy for him to lift? I mean, could, it, I guess I, technically he could if God the Father made a rock super heavy and then Jesus decided to not use his godly power, but just his human power. But that's pretty <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm again. I'm gonna put a, put a reference. I'm gonna reference mm. uh, Pastor Cliff and uh, give me an, uh, give me an answer. The the sh- the show he runs 
or he ran for a little bit. Uh-huh. The only person, like, the uh, the only person who can limit God is God Himself. Yeah, it was God. Yeah. Him, it was God Himself who chose to put Himself in a mortal body, in a human body, uh-huh. and I, I. I think it's safe to assume that while Jesus was here on earth, he did not have full access to his godly, his divinity. Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. Okay. We, we agree. I think this is a minute, this is, we're splitting the hair, but not really again. Right. Because obviously Jesus is fully God and fully man. I'm not saying he, He's like he was like hundred percent right. man, ninety percent God. I'm not saying that. Right. We. Uh, he was hundred percent God and hundred percent man. Uh, I do not know how the interaction between God, uh, Jesus, the emptying, is, the emptying, yeah, of the, the emptying of himself, and the humbling of himself. Mm-hmm. We see we see Paul write about in Philippians. Right. We do not know the interaction between Jesus. How, we really don't know how Jesus was fully God and fully man. Well, we don't know how see, he See, I think R.C. Sproul explained it better because he got the truly God, truly man, and that's correct, although I think a more, not necessarily a more accurate, but a phrasing that... Works better? Helps us maybe better understand yeah. is the way R.C. Sproul put, put it. And he's, you know, he said fully, fully God, fully man. Which... Oh, that helped. When he said that, I was like, that makes more sense. Um, and Because I'm, you can be... First off, I believe that genetically uh, sin is passed through the male. So right. God being um, born of a virgin, big deal. That's really important. However... So you've got a perfect vessel that God created. And... We have we with have the capability to be tempt to to be tempted though. It's a, well, yeah, but that's not being tempted. It's not a sin, right? And so that that's an important but, part. But um, right. we have seen God create a system where biology can exist without a soul. Now, this is where my theory on this gets a little wacky, but I think right. people will understand. Do I think I created? Um, do I think I created uh, Jesus himself in the womb? Absolutely. And do I think he put Jesus' spirit in that person? Absolutely. And so uh, the reason why I bring up the whole biology can live without a soul is because normally when people, um, you know, when marriage is consummated and you have a conception... Uh, that's normally when enters, you know, the, the like when when the when the uh, sperm and the egg come together. That's right. when the spirit is there. Right. I believe that's when Jesus, when whatever, however that process was, right. I believe that's when Jesus' the spirit was there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? What yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah. The, you know. Jesus' so. spirit entered the body at the normal time. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm trying yeah, to that say. That makes sense. Okay. So, it doesn't have to be a human spirit, I think is right. what I'm trying to get yeah. across. It uh-huh. doesn't have to be a human spirit. It can be any type of spirit. And it just so happened to be, it was God's spirit this time around. Right. And so, and, um, so fully God fully man he is physically materially man but fully man we are not fully men right. by the way we are a marred version of men we are right. a corrupted version of what men should be so fully man is perfect perfect man right. fully god is obviously god so you get two perfects together. That's where I think now, people get things freaked out. Now, to explain what I'm, uh, my my theory. Well, yes, I believe Jesus was fully fully man, fully God, the the perfected mm-hmm. version of man that Adam was pre-fall on the garden. Right. 
and fully God, you know, God the Son mm-hmm. coming down and inhabiting this body. Right. And what I think happened was Je- Jesus, when he came down and inhabited the body, mm-hmm. he not necessarily limited his access to his div- divinity. Mm-hmm. Because he had to be fully God. Right, he had to be fully he God. He had to be so fully he God. He couldn't limit it. So, uh, a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a uh, teaser here. I know we do that a lot. Yeah. We uh, this is gonna be a future episode of how I'm gonna call it the uniqueness of Jesus, how unique Ooh. Jesus has, himself was, as you know, as he was fully God and fully man. What's the term for emptying? The Greek term. I have no it idea. It started with a K. I can't remember what it was. Well, uh, you'll figure that out later. It's gonna annoy you. It's gonna. I'm gonna. Hit, it's gonna hit me in the middle of the night. I but, can't remember it. I'm sorry, guys. But, um, so yeah, so that's a future episode of. We're gonna go, and we're gonna explain as much as we can, and in, in our <laughs> as own much words. as we can understand. We are. We are basically gonna explain in our own words. Like what our perception of Jesus was and how unique right. he was and uni- how unique he had to be in right. order to accomplish right. the mission he was sent on. What was where were we going with this? Uh, I but how do we end, how do we go from spiritual gifts to Jesus? Because it all leads back to Jesus' name. Yeah, and, this is true. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. But what I think happened when Jesus came down and inhabited his the, his human body uh-huh. is he not necessarily like. Limited his access to mm-hmm. his divine nature, which includes like his right, his, his omniscience, his omnipresence. Right. Well, right. okay. I think he forfeited his omnipresence. Well, I I don't think so. I I don't think he did because he he knew everything that was going to happen, and he also, um, you know, omnipresent. Okay, but he, but he wasn't everywhere. Every. All the time. Uh, yeah, but God is all one person, so it's right. so to say it, he forfeited it would say the rest of the Godhead would have to as well, it, which it's, doesn't. It's work. okay. God is weird too. We we don't know. How, we don't don't. We don't. Know God how. is weird too. That's your main takeaway, guys. We, God like, is weird. Yes. Like the way I the reason I said Jesus forfeited it is obviously. Jesus himself was not everywhere. Yeah, he couldn't have been ev- all yeah. at once I, I, at the same I'm time. Trailing. I'm trailing now, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um. He, so, in a way, he forfeited it, but in a way, he right. didn't. Right, Uh. But he, what I'm trying to say is he limited his usage of his divine nature. Right. Well... See, it's when you come back to the L word that I'm like, uh, I don't know. Limited? No. Maybe he had discipline, I think maybe is more the correct. Right. Because he, discipline or maybe restraint. Either but way, to say he didn't have access to it, I don't think it would way, be accurate. And, and, he, I'm, and I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying he didn't Wait. use. Okay, I, so we just. We agree. We agree. Zach, you're just not understanding no, what you're, I'm saying. You're, you keep saying limiting, and the definition of limiting is to not be able to or to stop for oneself. But r- restraint I mean, and discipline is I won't, even though I could, and would be also in the right to so, sometimes. But yeah. But why I keep using the words limiting is. Because oh, you're gonna drive me nuts with that, man. I know, I know. It's because ah. we humans cannot put limits on God. We cannot take God and put him in the 55 inch TV box. That's we where we were. That's where this conversation devolved from. Was we can't put limit on. I that. had a point to this, Nathan. You just didn't want to see it. <laughs> we diverged like three times in that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But oh man. Yeah, what, what I'm no, getting yeah, at yeah, is yeah. we cannot. They're, they're, <laughs> we're bringing it back in. We're bringing it back in. What I'm trying to say is, like, I know the word limited, like, for you has has that certain. Oh, my. Aunt. Just, <laughs> just keep talking. Just move forward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it has. I'm not actually con- annoyed. He has certain connotations. But the reason I keep using it is because the only one who can 
do it to. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that God is the only one that can do it to Himself. Uh, By means of restraint and discipline. Re- by restraint and discipline, yes. But a house divided by, uh, against itself cannot stand. Um, you, you know, God said that to Legion. So yeah. <laughs> so okay, but yeah, but you, limiting limiting God. Humans putting a limit on God is definitely definitely out of right way out of reach. We we can't do um, it. We can't take so God and put him in a nice neat box from the, the getting price to sell. getting back on track here. Back to the spiritual gifts. You know we can't limit God by saying God can't or is unable to use certain gifts. We just can't do that. That would be wrong of us. Right. So, um. To God, to say that God uses restraint on gifts. Yes, I would say yes, because what does it say about? Um, I, I forget the reference. You'll have to forgive me, but what does it say about a stumbling block? Those who are a stumbling block before my children or before the people who are, aren't even saved. Right. What does it say? They should be removed. Mm, uh, no, that's not what I'm referring to. Oh, okay. What are you referring to? It would be better if a millstone was thrown around their neck and drowned in the ocean. Ooh, right. Can so the, now my question is, and this is where I say I am cessationally continuationist. Um, will God use something, anything, including spiritual gifts, if they could be mistaken or? not even properly interpreted, um, not properly taken because of how marred the other gifts like tongues and like healings and I'll even say bigger stuff like blessings and whatnot. Will God use those types of things in a society where... It's very Holy Spirit hostile, for one, but for two, right. already abuses those gifts. Uh-huh. I can't say that he would. I think that that would be, you know, I think that would be against God's character because right. then God himself would be either advertently or inadvertently driving people away because they're not going to be able to discern. No. If you were an unbeliever and... You went to a church. Say, say you're a young believer or not a believer. You go into a church that uses uh, tongues, and, and and by use tongues, I mean like everybody's speaking in it, borderline near requirement for salvation, that kind of stuff. And so you walk in, you're an unbeliever or early believer. You walk in, you see all these crazy people doing this, and you say, "This is what Christianity is about." Hey, no, I'm out of here. That's what Paul's referring to by the gong and clanging cymbal. But now you say that young believer or unbeliever says, oh, that one was a fluke. I'm going to give another church a try. And they walk into a church that is using it proper. You got the one or two, and then you have the interpreter. But he hears the same thing again. And not understanding things of God necessarily... Or being too young to understand them. That's what I'm saying. Right. They're going to turn around and say, this is the same thing that I just saw at this other one. No. Christians are nuts. I'm done. That's what's going to happen. And that's happened. Um, People have visited multiple churches that are of the charismatic movements and then... They, They've been burned by the church. They've walked right. away. How many forums do you see online of people saying, oh, yeah, all they do is talking tongues and blah, da, 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 and yeah, no. Right. I'm sorry. I You've got to use the gifts right. right. If you don't, and then why would God give it to you? Yeah. What is our purpose as followers of Christ, Nathan? Our purpose as followers of Christ? What is our purpose? Well, if you go to Matthew 28, if you're going by that definition, it's to spread the gospel and make um, uh, disciples of everyone. Right. So spreading the gospel, spreading the... Sorry. Spreading the the message of Jesus to 
the entire world. Yeah. If and God is gonna use one the gifts and two us. Yeah. In any way he can, mm-hmm. in any way he views as the right way to right. Uh, accomplish mission. Right. If like, th- and this is where I think this is where I'll we'll, uh, we'll end. It yeah, we'll we have to end it here. Need, yeah. We need to go, but on this illustration, uh, let's say I'm a Christian trying to witness to Nathan, mm-hmm. and he used the. Uh, uh, believer, uh, non-believer going to church and using tongues. Mm-hmm. If I do that to Nathan, like Nathan, like he said in his illustration, he's gonna be like, "The heck you doing?" Right, Christianity right. ain't for me. But if I come to Nathan, and first we start having a bond, like both of us mm-hmm. like football. Okay, hey, there we go. We talk football, and God's gonna use our mutual understanding of football and football language right yeah to football ease to to build the connection don't fumble it right and to <laughs> eventually and eventually nathan will be like huh or i'm, I'm assuming the unfer- unsafe right. Version. right right unsafe right 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 nathan will say it's like huh these christians are kind of cool i'm gonna visit right. this church right and the church by not by the way is sure wouldn't and it's our church is awesome. I love our so, church. So, uh, that's our views on spiritual gifts and how they're, like, how we view they're used in the world today. Right. Uh, that's what we got, man. Well, we'll see you guys in the next episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I have no idea. Either. I think we figured it out at one point. But we figured it out. <laughs> we're, we're, we're probably going to take, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, okay, I'm not going to say it that way. Uh, we're not taking a break from scripture at all we, we don't nope. want to do that here but it might not be as in depth in depth as this one was <laughs> we might be going back into football you might see some super bowl episodes you know that kind of yeah, stuff some playoff episodes yeah. we'll see valentine's day you get some stuff in march right like saint patty's day and by uh-huh. the way march i think march 30th uh-huh. 31st 31st is Easter. Yep. I think Easter falls in March, weirdly. I don't like that. We'll see. All right, guys. Uh, See you in the next episode. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Check the links down below for the Spotify and Patreons. Patreon, uh, please support. Please. We need it. We Desperately. We we like your faces. We like you mostly. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.